ready? I'm ready, Monica. Are you ready? I am so excited. This is going to be great. Oh, boy. So what are we doing today, Monica? So today we're going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to be doing a lot of the talking, and PK is going to be asking me all the questions. And today we will be talking about one of my favorite topics to talk about, which is online dating. Oh, change-ups. <laughs> yep. I know we've done a dating podcast before about Asian dating. We've talked about it before. But this is going to be mostly data statistics. So we're going to break it down. Uh, first, we're going to start off with kind of the uh, size of the market for online dating. Then we're going to talk about uh, social impact and, you know, what data can show us from online dating. And then I looked at some numbers and I will tell everyone that's listening how to maximize your online profile okay. using numbers. So uh, so starting off, PK, what is your personal uh, history with online dating? Oh, man. Okay. All right. Uh, so I've used Coffee Meets Bagel, which is like uh, they send you one person a day. You can say like or pass. And if both people like you and this other person, then you get connected. I've used that for three or four months, maybe a little bit long. Oh, no, longer than that. Yeah, definitely longer than that. And then I've also tried OkCupid. That's about it. And how have your uh, experiences been overall? Uh, mixed, for <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, it, it kind of runs the game. I've had really, really bad dates. I've had girls just stop talking to me. Uh, I've actually, I have friends who, who do that too. Like I have female friends who just stop talking to people or like they start planning a date and then they just lose interest and just fall off the face of the earth. So it's a mixed bag. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I've, I've been similar. Uh, I've been on OkCupid and Tinder, um, but I've also been guilty of doing the stop talking in the middle of So I know where you're coming from. But overwhelmingly, it's been very positive and... Uh, very good candidates have come out come out of it. Um, so yeah, so that's the uh, that's the background. So PK, overall, you are pro online dating or not? Uh, I think it's a good experience for everyone to try once. Okay, that's how I feel. Great, about. yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. So uh, the online dating industry is actually uh, way bigger than I expected, uh, but this you know seems seems reasonable. It's a two point two billion dollar industry. And the top uh, few companies, so eHarmony, OkCupid, Zoosk, Match.com, all have about 20 million users or more. Each? 20 million each? Yep. Wow. Um, I think that might mean, though, that there are people that are subscribed to multiple. Mm-hmm. The oldest one, Match.com, was created in 1995, and as of 2002, had 26.6 million registered people. So you can see that this is a pretty pretty huge industry. Mm-hmm. Um I was trying to look up things that uh, or any sort of controversies about these big companies, and I found this little thing, which is uh, on Match on Match.com in the UK, you can't cancel your subscription online. You have to call in to a call center and say you want to cancel your subscription. Really? Yeah, and I was like, oh my god. (laughs) Well, then I would be on Match.com for forever. Wait, can you imagine what that call is like? Are you sure you want to be lonely? (laughs) Why, yes. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, so yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But I guess that's only in the UK because maybe they don't have laws against it. So also out there, there are niche dating sites for almost any type of person. Uh, there's a what, dating site for golfers, for vega, for vegans, uh, for bronies. So that's people that are into My Little Pony. <laughs> Uh, I think it's called Brony Love. That's awesome. Uh, oh, my gosh. There's one that I thought was funny called Stash Passions. 
and that's for people that are really into mustaches. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's also one for uh, juggalos and juggalettes, which oh. is the ICP. Yeah. I even checked that one out, and that was a interesting crew of characters on that one. Juggalos, for those who don't know, are um, they're people who like Insane Clown Posse, the band that dresses up like clowns. They, yep. It's like a mix of like metal and rap. Oh, gosh. And has his own culture. It's just, and they've, yeah, they're just, they're taking the, uh, I don't know, the Midwest by, by storm. Yeah. And have been for years. Um, but it's pretty funny if you look at it from an outside perspective. Sure. Anyways, um, so yeah, so there's a lot of people on online dating. Um, there's a lot of uh, different places for people to meet. And out of 19,000 couples interviewed between 2005 and 2012, uh, more than a third met through an online dating site. So, yeah, maybe that's a self-selection bias, but I would say that more and more people are meeting online. So this for, of this study of these almost 20,000 couples, more than a third met through online an online dating site. Another interesting fact about that is that marriages that meet online tend to be happier, marginally happier, but still happier, Whoa. and have a lower rate of divorce. Whoa. So, I mean, it's it's small. It's a, it's a difference of about a percent or two, but still significant. Um, and people speculate that that's because since you have a wider pool of people to choose from, you can make a better decision or feel like you have explored more options before you settle down with someone. I see. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've looked up a lot of stuff about marriage rates and whatever. I've looked up a lot of stuff about marriage rates and whatever, and one or two percent is actually pretty significant uh, in terms of, like, the factors that are involved in marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, cohabitation, I think, affects it by 7%. Uh, you mean living together before you're married? Yeah. If you live yeah. together before you're married, you have a 7% increase in getting divorced or something like that. Wait, what? I thought it would be the other way around. Uh-uh. If, if you live together, you're more likely to stay together because you know each other more. No, actually, it's the opposite effect. There's it's, no way. Yeah, it's a very highly... I think that's a self-selection. I think that's a selection bias, though, that I think people that are against living together before they get married for religious or spiritual reasons are probably the ones more likely that are adverse to getting divorced. Mm-mm. The the research has shown and suggested that it causes a lot of uh, expectation and anxiety for people that are in those relationships. And that, like, uh, some women have, have stated that uh, it basically became a time period where uh, the man was trying out the woman as a wife. And so when marriage actually does happen, a lot of expectations that things that they were hoping to happen in the relationship would change once marriage did occur, uh, arose during the cohabitation process. And that increased expectation caused strain in the marriage later on. But anyways, my whole point in saying this is that like, <laughs> uh, the 1% or 2% is still a pretty significant uh, factor in marriage success rate. Yeah, yeah. Of the big uh, kind of online dating sites, and that includes apps and everything, um, there have been two, I think, that have been in the media recently. Um, the first one is uh, Tinder, which initially was thought of to be a hookup app, but uh, it's an app where you just see a photo of someone and you can swipe left or right if you think they're hot or not. And if both people swipe yes, then they're matched and they can start a conversation. I've, I've used Tinder. I never thought of it as a hookup app. I even met a relationship on Tinder, which was, which was great. But uh, there's been a lot of controversy in it, and it kind of came to the public eye during the Sochi 2014 Winter Olympics where, this is really funny, um, since it since the app works by matching you to people in your area, 
all the athletes in the Olympic Village were using Tinder to meet and hook up with each other. And so it made it to the media that, like, Tinder, like, the the Olympic Village Tinder game was just, like, amazing. Because yeah. it was just, like, the the fittest people in the world, essentially, getting getting together. Uh, something sketchy about Tinder, though, uh, they recently started charging people. And they uh, provide, uh, like, a subscription service where you can pay, you know, $30 a month or $100 a year or something. I'm making those numbers up. Um, but if you're over 28, they charge you three times more to use Tinder. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Which was, uh, which I think is pretty pretty shady. Yeah. So I think, I, I don't know, I don't know the reasoning behind that, but uh, I think they're just... Their, their users are a much lower demographic. The websites like Match.com and eHarmony are, tend to be viewed as uh, ones for like older, more serious couples. Mm-hmm. I guess once you hit 28, you are no longer young. Right, yeah. PK? We got one more year. Yeah. Um, uh, the, other, <laughs> the other one, uh, the other big uh, dating, uh, online dating site that has been in the news was uh, Ashley Madison which is a dating site for adulterers. So if you are married and you want to have an anonymous relationship with another person that's married, you sign up for Ashley Madison. They actually got a lot of people signing up just to experience adultery. I know a couple people in our office actually signed up just to see what it was like. And then it got hacked and all the emails got released. Um, And the sketchy thing Ashley Madison does is if you want to unsubscribe and get your email wiped from their database, you have to pay them money. So that's how... Ashley wow. Madison is a sketchy... This is an extortion. I know. It's just extortion is what yep. it is. Yep, 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 So you sign up to try it out, and then they're like, you want to delete this profile? Yeah. Give us 20 bucks. It um, would be terrible if your wife found out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your wife's on here too, actually. Yeah. You know, uh, I, uh, sorry, just about Ashley Madison. I read this thing that like a huge percentage of their users were actually just bots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley, they were doing that too. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to explain that? Oh, it's, they're just like computer programs that send you messages and simulate that uh, there are actually other people. So all of these people who are trying to get affairs uh, were actually talking to just computer programs. Yep. Um, I think they got a lawsuit leveraged against them after that data came out or something like that. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, they've been in the hotbed of the media for a while. Yeah, I think their motto was, life is short, have an affair. Wasn't that their... Really? I think that was oh their... Oh, my mo- God. In Canada, they had a couple of ads that were like, life is short, have an affair. I swear. Okay. Well, that's. I think that's like a dark side. of. <laughs> that's pretty shady. Yeah, it's super shady. <laughs> I wonder where they got the name Ashley Madison. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh, they took the top two names uh, of Shut women. Up. Yeah, that were popular in that year. I think I think that's what it was. Shut up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't think Madison. Cool. Great. So those are those are uh, two that are have been kind of uh, in the media. Uh, you'll probably hear about them. Also, uh, uh, I read a personal blog by someone on the marketing team at Tinder, and they said it's been really interesting because as Tinder has grown. Uh, it's become more of a form of entertainment for people using it. So oftentimes, like, friends will cluster around the people person using mm-hmm. Tinder and say, mm-hmm. like, do you swipe yes on this one or no no on this one? Um, so it's becoming a lot more of, like, a social thing you can meet and Tinder together with your friends or people. And they said it's interesting that it's now kind of become a form of entertainment. So now I want to talk about uh, or just share with everyone some social implications and uh, what data can teach us about Uh, online dating. Oh boy. Oh yeah, I know. Something that I'm sure some people have heard about, um, and I think this is many people's concern when it comes to online dating, is being catfished. 
so the term comes from a documentary called Catfish, uh, where somebody, I forget I forget his name, um, but he met some girl online, he was talking to her, she sent him photos, and when he actually went to go meet her, turned out she was like an old woman living in the middle of nowhere. No. Yeah. So, spoilers, just ruined the movie Catfish for everyone that didn't see it. Um, but it was all about, you know, him falling in love with this idea of a person, and then when he meets her, uh, she was a completely different person. This was a made-up, made-up uh, uh, identity. Um, now the same directors of that movie have a show called Catfish, uh, where they help online couples that have never met meet up in real life, and it's it's insane. It's staggering. Like seventy or eighty percent of the episodes, when the two people meet, it's not the same person they thought they were talking to at all. It's usually people that uh, sometimes scraped other people's profile photos off Facebook and are using them and their identity uh, to chat with these people. Yes, that's how I that's how I understand the term catfish is yeah. that like the person in real life looks nothing like yeah. what their profile yep. described. Yeah. Fifty four percent of online daters have met someone that misrepresented themselves. Of the general population of people on online dating, uh, about sixty people, sixty percent of people lie about their weight, forty eight percent of people lie about their height, um, men I'm assuming taller, um, and nineteen percent of them lie about their age. So there's uh, a lot of, you know, potential catfishing going on, especially when you make a profile and you can put any number on, under these things and you can mm-hmm. share any photo. Um, a lot of times uh, people will put an older photo of them and, you know, the, oh, this was me 10 years ago before I put on 30 pounds or something. <laughs> OkCupid ran a test where, so OkCupid, just uh, as a background, they do a lot of data analysis and a lot of... Uh, reading into just what their users are doing, who their users like. And so OkCupid ran a test that they called the Love is Blind test. And so for one day, they removed all the photos off their website. Um, And this was to see if people would be more likely to message each other based on the information versus just the picture. And it's true, messages went up 44%, and numbers and and contact information was exchanged way quicker. Um, However... If you have an online profile and you don't have a photo and everyone else does, your chances of getting any sort of contact or date or anything is just bombs. Yep. So obviously there's two sides to the uh, online dating uh, battle, right? There's people that think it's a it's a good thing because you can date out of outside of your social class, and then there are people that think it's a bad thing because, uh, or you know, it's a negative influence because you. Uh, you know, it can be predatory or, or you know, people can lie about their profiles. The studies have shown that just more and more people are using online dating just to widen how many people they can meet. And whether that's a bad thing or a good thing socially, um, I think is up to the individuals and how they view, view relationships. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting is I just saw this article, I shared it on my Facebook, about uh, the secretary problem, which is actually a really famous problem in computer science. And it's this idea of, like, what's well, also called the wife problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this article. Yeah, you saw this, right? I don't, I don't know if I agree with it. But well, I mean, mathematically speaking. Right, right. Like, uh, so the idea is that how many dates do you need to go on before you decide to settle down with whoever the person is? So uh, let's say that, like, in your lifetime, you're going to go on 20 dates. So, or meet 20 potential. Or meet 20 potential yeah. people, sure. And you only get to see them one at a time. And if you say pass on one of them, like you just decide not to marry that person, you can't go back and revisit that experience. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the premise of the idea. So how many people 
do you meet before you settle down with one of them is the problem in the wife or secretary problem. It goes by both names. It's more famously known as secretary problem. Um, and I think the number comes out to like seven or 11 are the two numbers that I've heard. I think 11 is the more common one. You basically see 11 people and then the very first person you see after the 11th person, right, mm-hmm. who's better than all the previous ones you've seen before is the one that you just stop with, you settle down with. And the idea is that uh, you have enough sample size to figure out what the uh, base average is and what the experience set is of the market out there. And so the first person that you see that beats that average or is better than all the previous ones is most likely going to have a higher probability chance of being the best person possible Mm -hmm. that you've seen before. Um, So it increases, the article said something like, if you just met everybody, all 20 people in your lifetime, your chances of actually picking the best one, the most like highly successful one, successful Mm relationship-wise possible is like 7% if you met everybody. But if you use this uh, algorithm, it increases your chances to like something like 31 or 32% of Hmm. getting it right. Um, But the problem is, is that like, it's more complicated than that. Isn't there also the caveat of when you meet the person in your life? Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I don't, just, just if you, I don't know, date... 11 people when you're 16, maybe the 12th person isn't the best one for you. Vice versa, if you're getting on an age like you're 35, um, you know, maybe you don't have time to go on 11 dates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it, it tries to assume the question irrespective of your age or those kinds of like other subjective considerations. It's just purely you're meeting them, you make an evaluation and you choose to stop or not, mm-hmm. right? And under those assumptions, <laughs> I think it's 11 <laughs> is the correct number. 11 sounds high. 11 I mean, does sound high. But I'm, I'm not sure. We can double check and get back to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you sign up for OkCupid, they, it's optional, but they prefer that you go through this series of questions, right? And they can be stupid, like, um, uh, do you like horror movies? Have you ever traveled to another country? And some of them are more, you know, uh, more probing, like, what is your what is your faith? What do you believe in? Okay, so if uh, the one of the questions is, do you prefer people in your, in your life to be simple or complex? And there was a two-to-one correlation if people said complex, that they were liberal, and if they said simple, they were conservative. Huh. So well, pretty cool. So if, you're, if you meet someone uh, and you just ask them, do you prefer people in your life to be simple or complex, uh, you can figure out their political standing at a two-to-one. Ratio. So that means that if they say complex, you have a 66% chance that that person is, is a liberal. Is a liberal. Yep. And if they say simple, then 66% chance that they're more conservative. Yep. Oh, wow. That's yep. a very high confidence interval. Right. Yeah. Right. Which, is, which is crazy. Um, another interesting one was if you ask someone, do spelling and grammar mistakes annoy you? Uh, if they say no, they are much more likely to be more devout in their faith. So so if you choose a faith on OkCupid, you can say you don't take it seriously, you sort of take it seriously, or you're very serious about it. Um, and those are the three things. Um, for everyone that said, I'm very serious about my faith, they had the most punctu- most grammar mistakes. I it, can might, check. it might be an effect of like regions rather than religion. I don't know. I that, mean, that's yeah. crazy, though. That yeah. sounds insane to me. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, which is which is crazy. So sometimes uh, I don't know if you if you meet someone and they text horribly, maybe they're devout Christian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm as a as a devout Christian person, like. <laughs> Punctuation matters to me a lot. <laughs> I get really bent out of shape on people. I know. I'm the same way. If somebody does not have good grammar, they write you with a U and things like that. I'm yeah. like, mm, Same. They spell like with a Y. I'm like, bye, Felicia. Get I'm out. out of here. Yeah. Like with a Y? <laughs> yeah. I've never even heard that. So uh, 32% of all successful couples on OkCupid, out of all the sample questions that you could answer, the 32% of them answered these three the same. Okay. Okay, so let's let's do these three questions. First question is, do you like horror movies? So do you like horror movies, PK? I actually don't like horror movies. Me neither. They're, right. I think they're they're too stressful. Yeah, same. Um, the second question is, have you ever traveled uh, around another country alone? And that could mean, you know, would you be open to it? Have you ever done it? Things like that. And the third question is, wouldn't it be fun to chuck it all and go live on a sailboat? Oh. On OkCupid, of the couples that match to each other, a third of them answered these three questions the same, more than any other questions and correlation. But these mm-hmm. three questions combined formed like, and I think I think it's because they ask, uh, they they pointed point to deeper, um, deeper things, right? Like, have you would you ever travel another country alone? That you know leads you know you can point that question to be like adventure and you know independence and things like that. Uh, the question wouldn't it be fun to chuck it all and go live on a sailboat? Can you know? lead more to reliability and dependability and you know flakiness if, sure. if you're dating someone they're like yeah yeah f it let's yeah, go live on a, yeah whatever you'd be Wee. like well maybe you're not the person that i want to be in a stable relationship yeah with. sure um or maybe both of you guys aren't looking for a stable relationship exactly. yeah which so for everyone out there on your first date if you want to know if they're politically inclined ask them if they like their life simple or complex if you want to know if they're what their faith like how serious they are about their faith, potentially, just have them write you a handwritten note. (laughs) (laughs) Just send them an SAT English section and be like, correct the punctuation here. And the third, uh, ask them about horror movies, traveling alone, and sailboats, if you, well, not sailboats, but if you want to see if you guys have the same kind of common core values. Sure. Um, So for this last section of the podcast, I just wanted to give everyone out there tips on what they could do to make the best profile. These are numbers and data behind this. Uh, So the most important thing is get a good profile photo. And uh, uh, the type of camera that you use to take this photo makes a world of difference. If you use a really nice camera and you're, you know, you're 10% more likely to get messages versus I think cell phone cameras, like iPhone cameras, webcams on your computer had the absolute lowest number of, it's funny though, the, the quality of the phone, um, would just goes, is a downward sloping number of how many messages you get. So if you take a photo with like an old Nokia, which is clearly a really shitty old phone, you're going to get no messages. And if you use a Windows phone, you get like one message. If you use, like, <laughs> you use like, you know, an old Android phone, you get like two messages. If you use an iPhone, you get five. But if you use a really nice, like high quality camera, you know, with the blurred background, all that, you're, you know, you're 10 times more likely to get a message. It's hilarious. So that, that makes a world of difference. Take the time, get some nice profile photos, find a friend with a camera and just do a glamour photo shoot. Only... Do it for the profile. So what Monica is saying is if you don't want to be lonely, go buy a DSLR right now. The most expensive DSLR. The most expensive, a tripod. Yeah. Put, you know, a rose in between your teeth and... A rose in between your teeth. That's sexy. Yeah. Um, 
But going along with that, uh, also the subject matter of your profile pictures is uh, is important. You want to be doing things that are interesting or that can, uh, you know, that shows your passions without being, you know, douchey about it. So something, something just interesting that will spark a conversation. So uh, the girls, for example, that just had Doug face photos, and that, by that I mean just like portraits of their face doing, you know, like, this is me, this is my face here, and this is my face here, and this is my face here, were not very successful. Whereas women that showed photos of them, you know, in, you know, on the Great Wall of China or, you know, working on pottery or things like that, just something to start a conversation, were much more successful at having mm. a good, good conversation. I see, yeah. Um, so just something that somebody can ask, like, oh, you know, where, where did you do that or what's, what's that all about? Um, oh, duck face, by the way, is those oh, yeah. <laughs> a typical picture, stereotypical picture where like a girl or a guy purses their lips so that it looks like a duck's uh, bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, equally, um, yeah, so equally as important uh, when you're messaging someone for the first time, don't just say, hey. Because that just is, people view that, view that as lazy and kind of mass produced, like you don't really care to talk to them. So if you're messaging someone, if you're a guy or girl, say hey, and then say something personal about the photos, or hey, I like that too, um, oh hey, I read on your profile this, and those are way more likely to get, get a response. Uh, when it comes to writing your profile, I know some, some apps don't let you do it, uh, but there's just certain, uh, certain things to keep in mind. You want to be aspirational. Don't use negative language. Don't be like, I hate this. I hate this. Instead say, I like this. I love this. Um, uh, you know, so just stay, just stay positive. Uh, downplay your accomplishments. Um, this I thought was kind of, kind of weird. It turns out people don't want to hear about how awesome you are up front, which is, which is pretty, pretty classic. Like if I met PK and he's like, I did all these things and I'm so great. I'd be like, Screw you, buddy. <laughs> but uh, you want to introduce the accomplishments slowly. So you want to you want to let them know that you, you know you're successful, you have passions, uh, but you don't want to uh, overdo it. Mm -hmm. So kind of keep it humble. Just be a happy person, um, and don't be confrontational or controversial. Uh, the most successful profiles were just the ones that were happy and did not have you know, like. Did not talk about like pro-choice or pro, you know, pro-life or anything like that in their profile. Just something that, you know, nothing to scare people off, just enough to welcome them in. Sure. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, other things are don't wait too long once you've start, started messaging to meet in person uh, because uh, the life cycle of the conversations is very short. So if it takes three weeks to meet someone in person, by then, you know, there's me other messages coming in. Uh, it might not work out. So... I guess top tips are have a nice, take the time to have a nice profile photo, uh, have it be slightly interesting or have some, you know, topic of conversation, be humble and happy in your profile, um, downplay your accomplishments, which is being humble, and uh, start off with a good conversation, don't just say hey. Um, as, a, as a last uh, little statistic, I thought this was pretty funny, but it's pretty obvious, um, in the last year, on OkCupid, the use of the words Netflix and chill rose 5,300%. <laughs> so, so as you can tell, that's the... Uh, so for those people that don't know, Netflix and chill is a common... Uh, it's a euphemism. Yeah. But it's also just like, you want to come over and Netflix and chill and see, wh see where that goes. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's. I think it started in colleges, right? Like as a thing where... 
guys would use it as a way to entice women to let them over, and then they were like, shady stuff would happen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just come on, sit on this couch, Netflix, yeah. Netflix and chill. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Um, great. So that's that's all the big data I have for today on okay. On, on online dating. Yeah. Um, hopefully it was uh, impartial and it just gave some information on what's going on in the world of, of online dating. Um, if you guys are interested in learning more, I would definitely recommend checking out the OkCupid uh, data blog. Uh, it's very interesting because they have, you know, all these numbers on, on uh, what, what people in relationships and looking for mates are doing. So... It's it's really interesting. I'd recommend it. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to know, Monica, uh, just in our conversations, I know that you've had a lot of experiences with like meeting people mm-hmm. online, right? Uh, you were telling me about some like tricks that you've learned about like various steps of the dating process, right? Like one of the things that you mentioned was like you like to video chat with the oh, person yeah. before, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So can yeah. You, can you like talk a little bit about like? Well, I want to know how did you come to that conclusion. And like, well, well, first describe it. So, what do you mean by video chat? Okay, so so first of all, I like online dating because it it widens the pool of people you can meet and the efficiency at which you can meet them and the quality of them, right? So, let's say if I wanted to meet five gentlemen that I was interested in, that I thought were sexy, that you know, all these things, how many bars or clubs or whatever would I have to go to to meet these people? And the numbers are staggering. It's just not time efficient for me to do that. Um, so my approach to online dating is pretty ruthless, right? It's more of a, it's more of a numbers game. It's more about being efficient and just really, you know, getting to chat with as many people as possible. Um, one thing that I don't like about the idea of just having a profile picture is you don't get to see that person's mannerisms, how they hold themselves or confidence, how they speak, right? And these are all very important things in a conversation, um, you know, or when you meet someone. I found that when I meet someone within five seconds, I can be like, oh, this person meets up to my expectations or doesn't. Um, and so <laughs> and so after a while, I was thinking, well, you know, I have, I'm chatting with all these people on their profile. I don't know if they're catfish, you know. Um, and so before I take, you know, an Uber, meet them somewhere, spend a couple bucks on a coffee or a beer or whatever, um, I was like, well, why don't I save all that time and we can video chat and see if we like each other Initially, so I started setting up Skype chats with some of my uh, online OkCupid dates just to just to save time and see see what they're like, and it went great. I mean, like everyone was nobody said no. Everyone was was receptive to it, um, and we immediately knew if we liked each other or not, and we didn't have to waste money going out and doing all that. So it's, wait, 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 wait. Okay, there's I have so many questions. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, so first. How early are we talking? Like, so you get a message or you message them and then you're just talking. And before you even meet in real life, your, your general preference is to video chat with them. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then... Uh, well, also, I want to add that, that like, if I know my parents listen and I'm not I'm not reckless. I'm not just meeting strange men at, at bars <laughs> and things. Um no, I think I think uh, I think it's pretty easy to spot a catfish, right? I think if you Google somebody's name, it's very quickly apparent if they are who they say they are, or what they're doing, and you can find a lot of information. I'm not mm. saying I'm a creep, but you can you can easily easily find out somebody's history and see if they're lying, um, just by you know doing you know even a reverse image search, which I've done before, um, especially <laughs> like I do that with uh, 
Airbnbs all the time. Like if you're going to rent a place and it seems too good to be true, reverse image search the images to see if it's from some other website that they're just trying to mm -hmm. catfish you. I see. So, so okay. So that that Sorry, also means I derailed everything. No, 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 no. This is this is really interesting. So that also means that you prefer to like find out about this person online. So so they message you and then. You usually like look them up on Google, and then if you're still interested, you're gonna video chat with them. It's kind of roughly the idea here is what you're saying. N no, well, sort of. How it usually goes is uh, um, after. So first of all, we have to have a really good conversation. Okay. Um, and after we've had a conversation, I think it's usually like four or five days daily on the website. Um, I would ask them, you know, after the fourth or fifth day, maybe I'd do some googling on them, and then I'd usually ask. Them. I'm saying this generically like I'm some, but I'm just usually then we would Skype chat and I would use a a separate Skype with that didn't have my real email attached burner, or anything. A burner Skype. A burner Skype burner because Skype you don't ID. want people. As soon as somebody knows your full real name, like they know everything about you essentially. Sure. So, the what I always tell uh, my friends that are doing this is be very wary of giving out your name, even more so than your phone number, because if they know your name, they can figure out your phone number. So your name is your most precious. Uh, private commodity when you're doing online dating. Not for oh. me. Freaking 50 million Paul Kims out there, man. They just give you the name at the Korean factory that punches out the babies. Daniel know, Lee, Paul it's Kim. It's so yeah. annoying. Yeah, most people is like John Smith. I'm like, well, I'll never find this this person. Um, Monica Harbonchik is pretty. There's only, there's, yeah. only one, there's only one of me, and yeah, there's some. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,. So yeah, so then I would use a Skype burner account, and you, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character. You can figure out these people, and then you know if that went well, you know we'll exchange phone numbers and start start texting, and you know maybe a phone call and then meet up. Yeah, so a lot of my friends uh, who tend to be more on the conservative side don't like that. I shared this idea with them, and they don't like it because um, for for the guys it feels like really strange. Uh, I, I they, they weren't really descriptive on why I feel strange, but for the girls, some of them said like they wouldn't like that idea because it kind of indicates indicates that there's a lack of commitment on one side or the other. It doesn't feel like there's a lack of commitment. It feels like you're being practical. Both people should not be committed at this point. You have no idea who this other person is. Sure. So you should have zero expectations. Go into this Skype chat and just say, "Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up?" I mean, to me, it just comes down to like time and you know and even safety mm. I mean it just to I mean like do you really think if you were on okay cupid or coffee meets bagel and the girl's like hey do you want to chat uh on skype would you say no no well yeah I'd, I'd be I'd totally be open to it but like I also think in a lot of ways I'm kind of an anomaly like a lot of things don't make sense about how I approach these kind of situations really? yeah that's mm. what I have to say to your friends yeah. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Take that, PK's friends. In your friends. face, yeah. PK's friends. Yeah. You guys no, are the you know, you guys are the best. Yeah, actually. No, yeah. It was terrible. Forget all of you. Know, <laughs> I like you guys more than PK does. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without without trying to be too preachy about it, I think online dating is great, and so I, I I like researching it and talking about it because I think it's a new era of being able to meet someone that is. Uh, Find the perfect secretary. Do you, do you think that it's beneficial for everyone in the U.S. or just single people in the modern industrial world, period, that they, everyone should at least go on one date online once? Well, so statistics show that some people have worse luck online 
than in other real life. than other people. It, oh, okay. Oh, just just the, like the number of messages received, I think it's for Asian men and African American men is lower than it is for white men. So I think, I I mean I understand that I'm in the demographic that's probably having the ball like the best time on yeah. online dating as a white female. Um, I mean, if if you don't want to try it, if it doesn't interest you, if if and I have I've heard the argument a lot that people want to do the serendipitous thing where they just run into their mate on the street, um, then that's you know kudos to them. I think it's just as serendipitous to run into somebody's profile online. It's not as sexy and romantic, right? But it has the same same chance of that happening uh, that you you get along with. Um, and personally, I've had great experiences. Like the same thing with the Tinder entertainment thing. I think it's I think it's fun. You know, when people go on these dates and then they show up and they're, you know, like I think PK has some stories. You show up and you're like, oh my God, it was it was crazy. Like they're nothing like what I expected. Those are always interesting to share, share with friends and, and people. Yeah, I, I know my parents listen to this and for the record I have no stories. I have zero <laughs> stories. Nothing has ever happened. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Both our parents are just like, ah, oh, what have we raised? <laughs> yeah. We're these horrible kids. <laughs> so, They're um, just trying to Netflix and chill all the time. <laughs> oh, God. I hope I don't go home and my mom is like, you would ne- I heard learned about Netflix and chill. It's terrible. <laughs> I really hope my parents just start texting me. Hey, you want to come over and Netflix and chill? <laughs> and then I show up and they have like popcorn ready and, and, and food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Chill. You know, even I know it's a it's a big social change that's happening currently. Um, I don't remember quite uh, from my research, but I think more and more, like every year, the numbers of single, you know, 15 to 25 year olds that are trying online dating is going up um, and it's becoming more and more acceptable in society. So I think 10 years ago um, or when Match.com was started in 1995, I know there was a huge stigma about meeting somebody online and it was considered weird and it's like what you can't meet somebody in person are you desperate do you have to be online yeah what a loser yeah right and so i think a lot of that stigma has uh is starting to fade um with you know the advent of these you know dating apps and just you know more people being open to it Mm -hmm. um but again it's it's personal preference um i think i'm more practical about it than romantic so it fits my personality perfectly i think we're both on that on that side um I, I actually the, the way that you were talking about it and just the way that you're describing a lot of the statistics, um, it just seems to me that a lot of it has to do with like minimizing buyer's remorse that you ended up with this person and you know you just wonder like what what did I miss out on by by like choosing a guy number five you know that I that I met in life uh, you know what would have guy number six or guy number seven have been like. Uh, and I, maybe, maybe like having to sift through like hundreds of profiles online and then like figuring out what you like, mm-hmm. isolating it just allows you to know that the chances of you finding someone that you actually like is pretty small mm-hmm. and that you ended up with this person, whether online or otherwise, uh, allows you to know that like, I can be satisfied that I'm not missing out on something bigger. Maybe I, I just, I just get the feeling that there's, there's at least some element there, at least in our generation of knowing that you're not like minimizing your life experiences or what could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it definitely opens up the pool of people, and but that can go both ways, right? You now have this much larger pool of people to choose from, um, so you could choose better, but you might have higher buyer's remorse, being like, "There's thousands of people 
out oh, there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think it, I think it goes both ways. Um, I think when you find someone you really like, you'll 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 know it. To me, to me, online dating is more of a more of a tool to just uh, meet the right type of type of people. Because mm-hmm. for like for all my online relationships I've been in, they were long term. You know, like a year and a half. Um, I, I would never would have met those people in real life. Like, you know, people say, well, what if you had met them on street court? No, there's no way that our lives would have intersected. Sure. Or we would have had the chance to sit down and talk, you know, one-on-one. You know, if we were on the street, I wouldn't be like, like, yeah. So do you think that, that like, the the idea... I, I have a lot of... Uh, being being a conservative Christian person, <laughs> I have a lot of friends in those circles that are kind of waiting for the ideal situation where, like, you run into each other serendipitously and, like, horns go off, trumpets play, flowers fall from the sky, and, like, it's just magical. You just feel that, like, that isn't possible anymore, or... Well, I mean, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking personally here. Um... I I don't see how that could be possible if you don't know the person at all. Because then you're purely going by physical appearance. Oh, I see what you're saying. You yeah. know, like, if I if I really like someone, I like someone for their personality and their jokes and uh, uh, things like that. I don't think I would have, you know, I see I like I see a sexy guy on the street corner, but I'm not I'm not going to date them without knowing who they are first Mm -hmm. so i don't really subscribe to that trumpets and horns blowing and things like that but for example like the the guy i'm dating right now will um our conversations online like when we first messaged each other were great they were hilarious from the very start um and that to me was kind of like my horns blaring and my you know i was like oh this this guy's hilarious Mm -hmm. you know he's really funny he has great punctuation oh so there you go yeah yeah. knows how to make sure that the l-i-k-e is all in the right order just always on always on fleek yeah um so yeah so to me i i find that aspect of it um more more important than the you know running into each other on the street i don't i don't quite believe that that that's a good indicator of of who is the right person for you i see so what you're saying is is that will is the greatest person ever and all the other <laughs> women out there should just give up now because monica called dibs i got him i, I got, got him ladies ladies <laughs> back it up just quit now yeah. <laughs> just unsubscribe from your ashley madison profile <laughs> yeah just step off it's hilarious but I mean, what about you what do you think about the horns blurring uh, um well yeah I, I don't i don't really subscribe to that uh, perspective either like uh, for me I really think that approaching a relationship with the intention that like we're in this to see if we're interested in each other is actually really important to figuring out whether or not there's even a possibility like a lot of the people uh, I would probably argue like the majority of the people that I'm dealing with uh, kind of just want like to meet someone as a friend and then just have a relationship spontaneously kind of come about in a serendipitous way out of a friendship. But uh, my experience has been that that doesn't really happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I don't think it's ever happened to me. Uh, And a lot of the guys that I know who are in conservative Asian Christian environments, it's 
statistically speaking, like really rare. I would say probably like one in 30, one in 40. Really? Yeah, it's really low. Because um, what ends up happening a lot of times is that, uh, like, I, th- I think novelty is a really big part in attraction. Finding someone new, finding, discovering someone that's interesting that you've never really met before that isn't a known quantity is kind of exciting, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're friends in uh, a closed loop social situation, like a church or a community center, or like, and you're seeing them every week, the novelty fades at an exponential rate. So I have a lot of friends, myself included, who uh, fall into like what's stereotypically known as the friend zone, you know? And uh, that's why in the past I've preferred online dating uh, because there's there isn't this assumption that like we're just friends and that's all this is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's like we're exploring this possibility initially and then the baseline fallback is friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like and prefer that intentionality in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. just personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a really bad personality type. Or <laughs> I thought you were going to just stop. So no. <laughs> no, no, no. I just have a bad personality type for like friends converting into interest. Because uh, me as a friend, I, I have like, I'm a very like wacky, energetic person. Uh, I've in the past I've described myself as like a monkey, and not many people <laughs> are interested in monkeys as a romantic interest. You know, like how I how I conduct myself in a dating situation and circumstance is very different from how I conduct myself. Like, just as oh, we just like are hanging out, and being friends. You know. See, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't cut out that possibility because I think that that I think that that's the at least for me personally that's the best kind of relationship, right? That you just you you're with someone you can be a monkey you can be be goofy and whatever and they all still accept you you don't have to go through these extra measures or become somebody different when you meet them well for me it's not becoming someone different it's kind of like easing them into the pool like there's there's definitely kind of really crazy elements of my past history and like the kind of (laughs) jokes that I like you know and uh just seeing if there are okay with like how I talk or like the stuff that you're you're trying to find out in the video chat yeah uh you know when you're skyping with someone cadence tone of voice diction personality humor mm-hmm. uh if if they're not even okay with that element of me then like this isn't going to work out period before they get to like the energy or like the opinionated part of me or you know like all this other stuff yeah. so I, I just kind of tone down and ease people right yeah <laughs> not a maniac yeah yeah just yeah give me some time. um i don't yeah i don't know i i've I, I can see why you why you would do that. Not not because of the monkey thing, but I think everyone does that when they first start dating someone. You know, they're like, I have this wacky side, but I'm going to tone it down. Um, but mentally, the the mindset that I like to be in when I go in on a first date, um, and I don't know if this applies to everyone or if anyone can use it, is uh, it's I think of us as friends. So I think of it as I'm meeting a friend out. Um which, you know, probably some guys are like, oh, damn it, like, that's, not, that's <laughs> not what I'm looking for. Um, but I think it really eases the tension of and the pressure of, like, is this person going to be my soulmate and everything? The first question that I usually ask is, can me and this person get along and can we be friends? Because um, to me, that's the most important part of it. Um, and if I am a little goofy or a little wacky, then that they're going to have to deal with that eventually. Uh, so that's kind of, that's the mindset I go into. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it doesn't work for everyone, but it helps calm my nerves, too. If I were to go into every first date being like, what if what if this person is the one? Um, I think I would act very differently 
um, versus just being like, can you know, can I get along with this person? Can I chill? Sure. Can I? I think for for me and maybe for some guys out there, the experience is different because like, there's a lot of things that women expect guys to do on dates, you know, uh, and like it it depends on girl to girl. It really does. Like, there's people out there who want a guy to like pull the chair out and like hold the door open, and there's mm-hmm. some girls who like just don't care about any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I I think there's there's uh, a lot more. A, a different mindset that uh, some guys kind of approach those situations, like those initial meeting situations of like, you know, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, do I yeah. pay for the bill or not? Like, you know, those kinds of I like thoughts come up. And yeah. some some people like they uh, they're just like, oh, I can't believe he wouldn't do this on a first date. Like he didn't he didn't offer to pay for the bill. He didn't like think of a like all sorts yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of social norms, and it's. I don't know. It's 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 definitely a difficult line to to walk, um, especially. Yeah, I've yeah, I've heard all those things before. Like I can't believe you wanted to split the bill. You know. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah. like me personally, I would always prefer to split the bill, um, just because it's your it's your first date. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no no general advice there, except except like if you, I don't think people have the balls to do this necessarily but if you meet someone on a first date you could really ask and you know maybe some people would be mad about it. you know but if you're like be like hey like do you want like i don't mind taking the bill or do you want to split it like i don't i don't know your preference just tell me um but i don't think most people operate that way i no, think yeah no. i think some girls might get mad like oh i can't believe you would even ask no, I, um, I, yeah, yeah but yeah so i i know that that's 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 you know a weird bad advice because it's not not very helpful for most but Really, if there's ever if there's ever doubt, you can always ask. And if the girl gets mad at you for asking, then or guy, then then screw them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, <laughs> that's um, hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, that, that's all my questions. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, if you have any more questions, um, or I have a nice camera, if you want nice profile pictures. You can email us at paulkimexplainseverything at gmail.com or tweet at us at paulkimexplains. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys like this episode of uh, kind of the data behind uh, online dating. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we do next. So oh, I'm excited. I'm baby. Excited. Yeah, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you the ne- next time. Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye.